Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Oh, do you want to give an update real quick on oh, our, oh, oh. what's going on? It's not an update. It's a secret. Oh, yeah, the secret. That's right. So it's a secret. Okay. So, you know how we do ad reads? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to make a compromise. Okay. The first week when an episode comes out, like the newest episode, right? Mm -hmm. That whole week, no ads except for the ones that we read with our voice. Okay. So, like, those ones that are like, ba 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 it's not our voice, they Thanks won't sir. play. But when will they play? After the first week. Oh, okay. This is this is cool, right? So this is kind of cool for our listeners that just listen and get um, our episodes for free. Yes. On, like, Spotify. It's a compromise. Yeah. Everyone's going to be happy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's really cool, though. I'm happy. And just a little update on our house. Uh, it's really coming along. We should show you guys a picture of our floor. We should. It is coming along. Yeah. It looks like a house. So if there was a competition between the paint crew and the floor crew, who would you pick? Floor. Floor? Floor. These guys, I'm telling you, I'm have been... floored for the floor crew. <laughs> no, the floor crew, seriously, has started at 7 in the morning. Like, we get a ring notification that they're coming through the door, and then... They'll leave at like seven at night. It's like seven to seven. And they work hard. Like they're hard workers. And they come day after day. The old crew that we fired, they came like one day, skip a month, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll talk show about up. coming. They're coming. Oh, no, no, their car broke down. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good though. I mean, a lot of bad stuff happened with the last crew. Uh, we lost a little bit of money, but hey, we're happy people now. We're staying positive because positive. you know what? This is, it's, everything's great. Life is good. We're healthy. Everything's great. LG. All right. Well, let's jump into this week's episode. In some cases, the answer isn't obvious. Sometimes a vital clue is still missing. The police are withholding evidence from the public, or there are some stories that just don't add up. In this week's case, it seemed that even after all of the evidence was released and the story seemed fairly straightforward, the public wasn't and still isn't satisfied. 
In this episode, we will cover the missing case of Kanika Jenkins. Kanika Jenkins was born May 27, 1998, in Chicago, Illinois. She was the second child of three for Kenneth and Teresa, and her family was never one to miss church on a Sunday. Kanika was born a loving and caring person who always wanted to help others. In the fall of 2017, Kanika had decided to turn her passion for helping others into a career by pursuing a career as a nurse. She worked two part-time jobs while she went to school to study nursing. Even at 19 years old, Kanika was excited to achieve her goals and make the world a better place. On the night of Friday, September 8th, 2017, Kanika Jenkins was excited for a night out with her friends. It was her friend Irene Roberts' birthday, but Kanika had also just recently gotten a new job that she was excited about. The girls were thrilled to have a night out together, but knew that Kanika's mom wouldn't let them go and party like they had planned. Instead, they came up with a more innocent story. They were just going to go bowling. Kanika left her home around 11.30 p.m. that night, driving her friends in her mom's car that she was borrowing. Instead of going bowling, the girls headed to the Crown Plaza Hotel. The Crown Plaza Hotel is located in Rosemont, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. It's only a few miles from O'Hare International Airport. With 13 stories, the hotel chain is fancy, but at only a little more than $100 a night. It seemed like the perfect place for some teenagers to throw a small party. The party had started earlier in the night, but by the time Kanika and her friends had arrived, it was well underway. Kanika was drinking cognac, but wasn't smoking any marijuana like some of her friends. Though most everyone seemed to be having a good time, some people noted that Kanika wasn't seeming like her usual self. To some, she seemed a bit sad. While the party went on, Kanika was seen up and dancing, chatting with friends, but at other times, they recall feeling like she wasn't that into being at the party. So about a half an hour goes by. Kanika and her friends decided that they were ready to head out. They headed out of the room on the ninth floor and made their way to the lobby. But when they got there, they realized that Kanika had left her cell phone and her keys back in the room. Her friends left Kanika in the hallway to go get her things. But when they returned, Kanika was nowhere to be found. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM radio podcast. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering information with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Bet Online has everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series all the way through the World Series. And don't forget, Bet Online is where you get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football right at your fingertips. Bet Online has real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We're serious up betting on football. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Concerned about where she had gone, Kanika's friends from the party began to search the hotel to see where she had gone off to. These were the same girls who had driven Kanika to the party in her mother's car. They also had Kanika's phone with them, meaning that they had no way of contacting her. After searching around the hotel for a while, they grew more and more worried. 
the girls decided that they needed to call someone for help. Around 4.30 in the morning, Kanika's friends called her mother, Teresa Martin, telling her that they had lost track of her daughter somehow. Knowing that something wasn't right, Teresa got ready as quickly as she could to head to the hotel and to look for Kanika herself. Teresa could tell that the teens had been drinking, and she knew that her daughter didn't do well with alcohol. Fearing the worst, Teresa knew she needed to get there as soon as possible for her daughter. Teresa arrived at the Crown Plaza Hotel around 5 in the morning. She informed the hotel staff that her daughter was missing and pleaded with them to look at their security footage and to use any resources that they had to help find Kanika. The hotel staff refused, saying without a proper missing persons report being filed and the police being present, that there was nothing that they could do. Teresa called the police right then, but they said wait a few more hours and then file a report, just in case Kanika turned up. Given that they had so far been unsuccessful in finding Kanika, that the hotel had not been very helpful in the search, and now a few more hours had passed with no sign of her, Teresa had Kanika's sister report that she was missing to the police early that Saturday afternoon, around 1.15 p.m. This time, police were more willing to take the family's concerns seriously. Kanika Jenkins was officially a missing person. Witnesses from the party, which took place in the room 926, recalled seeing her on the ninth floor, in and out of the room and hallway. Police canvassed these areas, as well as other public spaces in the hotel that Kanika might have wandered into. Though they pulled some video surveillance footage from around the hotel, the early investigation only focused on those public areas, entrances and exits. They wondered if Kanika had somehow wandered, or even worse, been taken out of the hotel. But around 3 or 4 p.m. on Saturday, September 9th, police hadn't found any evidence that Kanika Jenkins had ever left the hotel. Frustrated by the lack of updates from the hotel and the police, fearing for her daughter's well-being and determined to bring her home safely, Teresa began a search of the hotel herself. She went room to room, knocking on each door of the 13-story hotel. Teresa hoped that someone had seen her daughter that night and could give them some clue where Kanika could have disappeared to. Though the hotel wasn't willing to do much to help find Kanika, they were concerned that Teresa was disturbing the hotel patrons. The Crown Plaza Hotel staff called 911 to report her to the police. This time, though, one of the first responding officers was willing to listen to Teresa's concerns. He agreed to look at the video footage for a second time to see if anything was missed that could help find Kanika. Around 10 p.m. that night, police told Teresa and her family that they had finally been able to spot Kanika on some of the security footage from the night before. The video showed Kanika staggering, clearly intoxicated, near the front desk of the hotel. The timestamp on the footage was from around 3.20 in the morning. By now, Kanika had been missing for nearly 20 hours. But finally, investigators had a lead. Kanika's family remained at the hotel for a few more hours, hoping that police would be able to give them good news on where she was. But around 1 in the morning of September 10th, 
Police returned to Teresa and her family to deliver the worst news. They had found Kanika Jenkins, but she was dead. Though it was not initially confirmed how she died, Kanika's body was mysteriously found in a walk-in freezer. It's unclear who found Kanika's body, if the police had located her based on surveillance footage, or if a hotel employee had found her body. The freezer was located in an area of the hotel that was under construction, as a new restaurant was in the process of being built in the hotel. The freezer was located in the kitchen, which was in the middle of an area being renovated. According to staff, this was an area of the hotel where guests never would have gone. Only those with clearance would have even been allowed back there. But somehow, 19-year-old Kanika Jenkins had managed to get into the construction zone. The police suggested that it seemed as if Kanika had gone into the freezer of her own accord, perhaps thinking the silver doors were actually those of an elevator back up to her friends. Teresa wasn't buying this, though. No matter how drunk her daughter might have been, it would have been difficult for her to open those double steel doors to get inside the freezer. From video footage, police retraced Kanika's steps. They followed her as she left the party, went down into the lobby, and then walked around the corner into the kitchen being remodeled. From there, the footage isn't available. Because of the camera angle, there is no footage of how Kanika got into the freezer. The photos of the kitchen, freezer, and Kanika's body paint an even more confusing picture. Why would this young girl go into the dirty, clearly in despair kitchen? The freezer was littered with trash, dirt, and ice. Kanika's body was found laying face down, with her head in the corner near the door. She's wearing the same thing she had on at the party, blue jeans with a jean jacket. One of her shoes was off and was lying a few feet away from her. On her bare foot was a small scratch. How did Kanika lose her shoe? Why would she have gone into an empty freezer? And, most puzzlingly, why was a freezer in an unused kitchen turned on in the first place? By the time someone arrived to document the scene, the freezer door had been open for a few hours. According to the report, the temperature in the freezer was at 45 degrees in one area and 32 in another, both cold but not nearly as cold as a freezer typically is. It's unclear if the freezer had been at those temperatures since Kanika entered, or if it had risen because the door was left open after the body was found. With Kanika finally found, more questions were raised than were being answered. How did Kanika get into this freezer? Did she enter it at her own free will as a drunken mistake? Or was there more at play that led her to being trapped to freeze to death? According to the autopsy performed by the Cook County Coroner's Office, Kanika's cause of death was hypothermia due to the exposure to the cold of the walk-in freezer. The toxology report also found high levels of ethanol and tapiramate intoxication. The ethanol can be accounted for by the alcohol she had been drinking that night. Her blood alcohol level was 0.112, which is higher than the legal limit of 0.08 for Illinois. Tapiramate is a medication given for epilepsy. 
though more commonly it is taken to prevent migraines. Topiramate, when taken with excessive alcohol, can also greatly alter someone's state, making you even more disoriented and intoxicated than you would be otherwise. Furthermore, both topiramate and alcohol in her system would have exacerbated the effects of the hypothermia. What adds to this mystery is that the freezer that Kanika was found in did not have locks on it. It did have latches that would secure the door shut, and these could be found on both sides of the doors. This means that Kanika could have possibly opened the freezer door herself. The latches on the door were self-latching, meaning that if a specific lever was pushed, the door could open. The instructions on how to do this, though, were old and illegible. If Kanika could have left by her own accord, then why didn't she? Was she too intoxicated to open the door herself, especially with unclear instructions on how to do that? Or was there someone else involved that was preventing her from opening the door? On October 6, 2017, less than a month after Kanika was found dead, the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office was ready to make an official ruling on Kanika's death. It was an unfortunate accident. But for many who followed the case, that didn't quite add up, especially with so many strange coincidences and questions left unanswered. Many of Kanika's friends' stories weren't adding up, No one could quite explain what had happened at the end of the party when Kanika was last seen. Some say that they had left Kanika in the lobby. Others say the hallways. The reasons why they went back up to the room and left Kanika alone also seemed to shift. Some on the internet have suggested that Kanika was intentionally left behind by her friends, that they had made some deal to sell her to a group of men. This rumor has never been proven and really has no evidence to back it up, other than the somewhat shaky stories of drunk teenagers. These rumors were exacerbated by a Facebook Live video that had been posted by one of Kanika's friends. In the background, some suggest that they can hear someone saying, help me. Those present at the party deny that and say that what is being heard is actually a part of a Keep Chief song. Videos from the party also don't show Kanika nearly as drunk or unstable as the footage from the hallway. Those in attendance don't recall her being as unsteady as she would be shown to be later on. Again, these are all just little inconsistencies, not necessarily evidence of foul play. In the investigation, the police learned that the room where the party was being hosted had been booked with a stolen credit card. The name on the card and the name that the room had been booked under were all false. And many of the people at the party, including Kanika, were below the legal drinking age as well. Given this, some suspect the hotel staff themselves may have been involved. Maybe they were slow to help Kanika's mother search for her while she arrived at the hotel early Saturday morning because they were aware of the illegal activity happening on the premises. 
Other conspiracy theorists on the internet have gone much further, though, in spreading the rumor that the employees at the Crown Plaza Hotel were involved in an organ trafficking ring. They suggested that the hotel had intentionally delayed their search for Kanika, knowing that she was in the freezer all along, where her organs could be kept in good condition to be sold. We think that this perhaps might be a bit of a stretch. There's been no clear evidence that the hotel was or is involved in anything so heinous. Teresa and Kanika's family pushed for the FBI to get involved, looking for a clearer explanation about what had happened that had led to Kanika being found dead in the freezer. The FBI refused, citing that they cannot take action unless directly asked by the police. The Rosemont police believed that they had the case under control. And after interviewing all of those at the party and reviewing hours of surveillance footage, they believed they knew what happened. Kanika's death was a tragic accident. What is clear is that a young life was lost, whether it was on accident or on purpose. And the police waited crucial hours to look for Kanika. Though investigators had determined that Kanika's death was an accident and that they no longer will investigate it further, Teresa Martin still had many questions and wanted justice for her daughter. In December 2018, Teresa filed a $50 million lawsuit against the Crown Plaza Hotel, the hotel's security company that left key areas of the kitchen unable to be seen on the video footage, and the hotel's restaurant that was in charge of maintaining the freezer. Teresa claimed that all of these parties were negligent and played a part in her daughter's death. Her argument against these parties was multifold. First, the suit claimed that the hotel did not respond in a timely manner once they learned that Kanika was missing. These key hours lost could have possibly saved her life. Second, it alleged that hotel employees who passed Kanika in the hallway knew that she was intoxicated but did nothing to help her. And third, the suit claimed that the hotel did not effectively block off the construction area, which allowed an intoxicated, underage Kanika to wander in without any trouble. Additionally, Teresa's attorney, Jeffrey Feiger, also suggested that someone from the hotel staff could have come in, noticed that the kitchen doors were opened, and that the freezer had been unlocked. The attorney alleged that someone inadvertently locked the freezer doors with Kanika trapped inside. The defense rejected this idea, saying that in the hours of surveillance footage that they have of the area, no one entered into the kitchen that they could see from the time that Kanika was seen on the footage to when she was found. Teresa's lawsuit is still ongoing. Like many other deaths we covered, internet sleuths won't accept the police's account of what happened. There are many questions that remain that have left just enough room for suspicion. One question is, why was the freezer on when the kitchen itself was closed? And why was the hotel staff so reluctant to help find her? Those who have looked closely at the security footage seem to have found some unexplained jumps in the timestamps. But even so, the same security footage clearly shows Kanika walking into the kitchen area alone. So we would like to hear what you guys think. A tragic accident? Or is someone getting away with murder? 
Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. We will see you next week. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's a Texas showdown. The postseason and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering information, up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series and through the World Series. Don't forget, Bet Online is where you have the latest game odds, present totals for the NFL and college football, plus real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. Serious up betting on football. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action at Bet Online, where the game starts.